The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. friends David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital how in the world are you today well wherever you are in your kitchen in your car maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me on Facebook live or or YouTube thanks a lot for tuning in there at Anderson speaks is indeed the uh, handle to get to me there and by the way you can always watch the show by going back uh, to Facebook Live or to YouTube, so it's always there. Go back and check it out. And of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA, 105.1 FM, right here in the nation's capital. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Covering all of Northern Virginia, Maryland, Washington, D.C., parts of Pennsylvania, and West Virginia as well. Well, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. And if you're not new, uh, then you probably can say it with me. We have Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Fridays is fair, is fair game. Now, today is, uh, you know, Tough Topic Tuesday. We've got a tough topic for you, indeed, and that is, you know, what's wrong with blackface? What's wrong with blackface? I'm going to open the line shortly and let you uh, call in. Uh, but you know what? You may want to tell a friend, you know what? We're going to learn something today. You better get on Dr. Anderson's show. Tune in because a lot of people, depending on what generation you're born in, may not even know what blackface is all about. And so today, our topic, a white man in blackface. How do we heal racial pain together through confession? And I have a friend that I'm going to introduce you to just shortly, and he's going to talk about his story as a white man who remembers being in blackface, what does that mean? And by the way, how do we heal together? It promises to be a powerful show. And if I were you, I wouldn't miss a second of it. In fact, we should probably pause and ask God to be with us now. So let's do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, that you uh, are so kind to give us not only grace and forgiveness, but to help us heal the great divide between a Jew and Gentile, slave and free, black, white, we just thank you for the power of the cross, and we commit today's show to you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. If you do want to call me, uh, get in where you fit in. Here's the number, 888-432-7434, 888-43-BRIDGE. Other ways to get a hold of me, you can always uh, go to andersonspeaks.com or embracegracism.com. So the history of blackface, let me tell you just a little bit about it, then I'll introduce my guest. A lot of people don't know that uh, blackface comes out of what they called minstrel shows. These were dramas, if you will. They were performed back in the 1800s, the early 1800s, 
usually in New York, by white performers. They would blacken their faces using maybe burnt cork or shoe polish, tattered clothing uh, to humiliate and mimic and imitate uh, enslaved Africans from southern plantations. And uh, these performances characterize blacks as, as lazy and ignorant, superstitious, hypersexual, or prone to thievery and cowardice. And as a result, uh, the, one of the key figures known as the father of minstrelsy, or uh, the one that kind of created most of the acting here, was a guy named Thomas Dartmouth Rice. And he is the one that developed the popular known blackface character as, fill in the blank, does anybody know? Jim Crow. That's right, in 1830. So when you hear about Jim Crow laws or Jim Crowism, it all comes out of the whole blackface thing. There's so much more to talk about, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of background in case you weren't sure. What is this whole blackface thing about? And today I have with me Mark Thistle, and Mr. Mark Thistle is a ministry volunteer here at Bridgeway Community Church. He's a friend. He's a servant uh, to the ministry. He's a white man, and guess what? He has something to say about blackface as well. He, he and I had a conversation not long ago. And, uh, and Mark, first of all, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Thank you. And uh, our conversation, can you tell people just a little bit about wh our conversation, how we got here today? Well, I, I gave you a call yesterday. Actually, this has been a, a, a rapid development in 18 hours. <laughs> but um, I, I've been wrestling with this. We, the issue of blackface and the fact that I actually put on blackface in a, in a party back in college had come, had bubbled back up again. <coughs> That's, we can talk about that in a minute, but I was wrestling with this. And this whole thing with the Virginia governor issue coming up, uh, I just knew, I just was feeling like I needed to do something about that. And I needed mm. to talk to somebody that I trusted. And I just, I, I needed to um, figure out how to proceed with this because I don't, what I, the thing I wanted least is to hurt more people. Mm. I just didn't want to bring any more hurt on that than it might have already caused by this. When I picked up the phone, when we finally made our connection, uh, I was touched by the sincerity of your heart and the brokenness of it. Uh, tell me why it broke you so much when you discovered or rediscovered that you uh, did blackface back in college. Why did that hit you so hard? Well, my wife and I both have tried very hard over the last number of years, maybe 10, 10 or so years, to, to really reach out to people of, that don't look like us mm -hmm. <coughs> and uh, to understand them a little better and to make friends and have you know walk with people that are different than us. And mm. And it just uh, so we've gotten to know a lot of people, and it just sort of when I when it became when I remembered that this happened, which I didn't remember re initially a number of years ago, but um, I I just knew that that was a hurtful thing, and I didn't even know what to do in terms of telling them. I was mm. afraid to tell them. I wasn't sure what to say to them. Um, and in addition to that, and when I, you say them, you're talking about people of color, people of that color. are in relationship yes. in your life. Right. So you felt like you needed to talk to. Uh, people in your family or friends or church who were people of color, uh, why? I feel like I owed it to them. I, you know, I didn't want to hide behind doing this. Once I remember this and, I, and it was something I knew I had in my past, it felt like I was lying or, or somehow trying to hide from, from them. And I didn't want to do that anymore. Mm. Well, when I get back from uh, my commercial break, we're going to talk about your family upbringing and why you were even in blackface. Did it mean something to you at the time, or was it just sort of Halloween or fun? You know, because a lot of people evidently did it. Some people are looking back and saying, I did it, but what's the big deal? Well, let's talk about what that deal is and maybe how you were brought up. Our number is 888-432-7434. It's Real Talk 
with Dr. David Anderson. back taxes or do you have questions on the new tax laws and the surging tax identity theft joseph associates cpa is an experienced tax accounting firm that could represent your interests and prepare your tax returns with guaranteed peace of mind please visit josephassociatescpa.com that's josephassociatescpa.com or call 301-915-6474. Have you been hurt, cheated on, lied to, or unfairly treated by others? Do you have a difficult time forgiving others or extending grace? Then you have to purchase my brand new book, I For Grace You. In bookstores now and on Amazon.com, I For Grace You, doing good to those who've hurt you. You will be freed from anger, bitterness, resentment, and guilt. I for Grace You by Dr. David Anderson. That's me. Go to Amazon.com. I for Grace You. Get freed up today. Are you tired of living in that smelly basement? Let me tell you something. Amber and I had some basement issues. We called Best Buy Waterproofing. They came and they helped us out. If you have mold, mildew, cracks, blistered paint in your walls, or you're just not quite sure if your basement is altogether safe, then call Best Buy Waterproofing. Just go to BestBuyWaterproofing.com. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Real Talk with Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. Real Talk with Dr. Anderson on Facebook. Join the group today. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click Like. Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me. I've got Mark Thistle with me. He's a ministry volunteer at Bridgeway Community Church. He's a white man, and he uh, uh, talks about or has talked to us about, uh, before the break, being in blackface when he was in his uh, college years. Remind us, when was that, and what was the occasion, if you can remember, Mark? 
Well, it was probably in 1980. Mm-hmm. It was my second year of college, 1980 or 81. And I was in a fraternity, and uh, it was a fraternity Halloween party. Mm. And it, I had no other intent other than just for fun at mm. the time, which is which is one of the things that I'm, uh, it hurts me most now that I just didn't realize how hurtful that really was. Because you didn't know what you were doing. I mean, I just thought it was funny. Uh-huh. You know, that's all I was trying to do. I wasn't trying to be hateful. I wasn't trying to, to, to make a statement or anything, but just stupidly just thought it was funny mm. at the time. But now as you look back and you realize it, it was more than just being funny, it was actually something that had history to it and hurt to it. Uh, do you see that now? I do see that now, and I and I – you know, I, when this first when this thing with the Virginia governor came out, and and before when my picture surfaced, which I can tell you about, but um, I, I realized that you know just seeing that I could see how hurtful that would be to people who have lived an experience where you know they are facing problems every day that I never had to face. Mm. So here I was in college being a stupid kid and thought, oh, this would be funny, right? And I I didn't know who all was hurting, and the picture itself, list you know, lasting until today mm-hmm. was also capable of hurting people. So where, where did the picture come from? How did it surface? Well, uh, this was back in June. A bunch of my fraternity brothers went to the, the union at school, and um, one of them had taken some pictures and published it afterwards to a very large email um, address list. And, and why did they do that? I, just for fun. For fun. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Just posting pictures of what happened during the reunion. Gotcha. So it wasn't like somebody was trying to out you no, or make so. a statement. It was just like, hey, we had fun, and this is how crazy y'all were back in the college days. Right, and one of the pictures was of this photo album where my picture in blackface mm. was. And, and honestly, that was June, and I hadn't really remembered that, that, was, that I had done that. I don't know whether it just didn't mean anything to me at the time. Um, I, I just I just didn't remember until that picture surfaced, and I looked at that, and I just my heart sank. And, wow. Uh, and I immediately – drafted an email and sent it out to that whole email alias and apologizing for having done that and, and asking them for a grace and hopefully they would, you know, destroy any copies of the picture and the and the original and the album on the fraternity president said he would do that. Mm-hmm. And I it wasn't that I was afraid to be added about having done that effectively, yeah. but it was really I just didn't want anybody else to have to see that and be hurt by it. Yeah. Well that's an amazing heart of a reconciler to think like that as opposed to I just want to cover myself, but really I don't want my friends and family and people that I love uh, to be hurt by it, because your life is multicultural now, isn't it? Yes, it is. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Well, uh, actually, my, my daughter married a man from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. He's a Nigerian-American. I know, know them both, yeah. And uh, a, a great man, and um, she's, you know, the, the two of them are terrific. And That's I, right. And I, we've embraced the family. In fact, at the wedding, there's a Nigerian ceremony where the families are brought together, and they mm-hmm. had a Friday night celebration, a Nigerian party, mm-hmm. and they just were so loving and welcoming, and we just, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we've got invitations to go over to Nigeria and visit yeah, them now. Yeah, so. Well, now you know a Nigerian chief, so you yeah, know we're good yeah, now. That's right. No, good, good. <laughs> well, our kids, if you don't know, uh, friends and listeners, our children are friends. Uh, in fact, my uh, oldest son would follow uh, his daughter, Grace, around uh, when it came to marching band and when it came to college. And, and so, you know, we've been doing life together for a while. You've been a part of my, my church now for – or our church for how long now? For about 13 years. 13 years. Mm-hmm. Now, were you a part of a multicultural ministry prior? No, no. I mean, we were just part of a smaller church. It was all white. Uh, I guess there were a few members of the, of the church that were Pakistani. Mm-hmm. And that was the breach of multiculturalism, but uh-huh. it, was, it was very segregated as well. Was it shocking then to come to a Bridgeway, and then why <coughs> did you why you stay? It had to be it so different than the way you grew up. It was very shocking. I mean, I we came at the recommendation of several friends, um, <coughs> and we went to an Easter service, and it was incredible service, and, and mm. you spoke, and it was meaningful. 
but it was pretty uncomfortable mm. for me, I think more so than my wife, but because um, I had never been in a place where I was <laughs> a minority. <laughs> there were so many folk of color. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was very Black different. folk, African folk, uh, Asian, Hispanic, and whites. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So as a white male in your, what are you, in your 50s now? Yeah, 57. Okay, yeah. so as a white male in your 50s, being in that position as, you know, not the dominant culture, uh, why did you stay? We were drawn here, I, I, and I think it's just God's work in our life. I mean, mm. we we just felt called to come out, step outside the bounds of, of safety and, mm. and for us, and, and to just – and we were just drawn in. I mean, from the time we stepped foot, we were, mm. we were just drawn in. And so we continued to do that. We started making friends and got involved with the, the Bridge Kids, the, the kids program here, mm. and uh, just stayed engaged. And it's just been, I mean, we've really both have grown quite a bit since wow. we've been here. Well, it's been such a blessing to have, you know, have you here, have you integrated in the ministry. And uh, I want to talk about not only where you are now with multicultural friendships and family and relationships, but where you came from. Before I do, let me give the number out, and I am going to take your call shortly, but I want to get more of Mark Thistle's story out. Here's my number, 888-43-BRIDGE, 888-43-BRIDGE. If you're just joining us, we're talking about a white man in blackface and how do we heal racial pain together through personal confession, and that's really what Mark is doing. He's sharing with you something he doesn't have to. But uh, we had a conversation yesterday, and I invited him in. This is a tough topic. What's wrong with blackface? And a lot of people don't know. And so this gives us an opportunity to learn and grow, but it also gives you an opportunity to get into the heart of what reconciliation is all about. 888-43-BRIDGE. Your history. You didn't come out of then a multicultural lifestyle. No, I didn't. I mean, we grew up in a very pretty much all-white community outside of Philadelphia, <coughs> and our, the school I went to was pretty much all white. I mean, I think there were two African Americans in my class of 300 and some odd. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know them. Um, so, I, and my family, I mean, my, my parents were, were, were prejudiced, and we, you know, there's a lot of racial slurs, I think, used mm -hmm. in the household, and, and as we got, as our kid, my brother and sister and I got older, we tended to yell at my parents for mm -hmm. making those kind of comments, and I kind of knew that that was, we, we all knew that that was wrong, and that, you know, that's not that that kind of hatred is not doesn't mm. belong anywhere. But that was your example. Those were the yeah. authority people in your life, your parents. So you knew inherently something's wrong with it. But at the same time, you would hear it. How about blackface with your family? Was that something that uh, you witnessed as well? Uh, not directly, but uh, my father was a member of the shrine and, and the Masonic Temple, and his father was the grand potentate of Philadelphia mm. in the shrine, and and they were both involved in the in the uh, shrine uh, shows that they would put on, and, and mm. which included minstrel shows. Mm. And there are pictures out in our family albums of of blackface. Mm. <coughs> I believe it's one of my grandfather was in one of them, and and I don't know if my father was in any of them, but I know that he used to talk about it, and, and mm. you know, used to talk about the Al Jolson shows and. And it was very much something that was involved, that he was involved with, and my, and my grandfather was involved with. So that was just okay. In, yeah. In our so just a part of your family history, your yeah. heritage, and you. <coughs> so you heard them talk negatively about uh, African Americans. Were they the only people for the most part? No, I'm. You know, my father, and my parents both. My father mostly were a product of, I guess, of their parents as well. And mm. and it was pretty um, had negative things to say about anybody else, but. Well, you know, white people mm. pretty much. Mm, gotcha. And even against, you know, people that are not of the same Christian faith, certain, mm. you know, Jews and, and, and I guess we weren't talking about Muslims back then. Right, but, right. You know, yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's important for us to know the history only because when we see a reconciler like yourself who's come through that pathway, uh, it's important for 
all of us to understand that we are a product of something. We come from something. And sometimes you almost have to break away from it as Christ begins to break your heart and to show you that there is a better way. And so you're, you're an example of that. Let me give the number, and then I'm going to go to Fairfax, Virginia. My number is 888-432-7434. Uh, let's go to the phone lines and talk to Anonymous, who's on the line from Fairfax, Virginia. Hello, Anonymous. This is Dr. Anderson. How are you? Pretty good. Good afternoon, Dr. Anderson. How are you doing? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with us today. What's your comment or question, sir? Well, um, I actually want to come at it from, because look, the whole thing around blackface or any other kind of injury, there is an injury to the person. Mm -hmm. The injury comes from the person who is being injured, but also the person who, to whom, who is delivering the injury. Uh -huh. and, for and for reconciliation, I believe, to occur, um, the the person who has done the injury needs to be willing to to um, as, to come to the point where yes, they have admit, admitted that they have done wrong, mm -hmm. but also the person who has been injured also needs to come to the point where they're willing to forgive. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Uh, so the, what I see is that we're willing. We've been very willing as a because I'm I'm from the Caribbean. Okay. Um. So I so I have a slightly different perspective because I don't have the um history. Well, the baggage of mm -hmm. right of the history of blackface. Mm -hmm. Um, coming from coming from the Caribbean. Yes, sir. The thing that I see is that yes, we need to confront those who did the injury, but I don't think that in the black community we have done enough self-examination as mm. to whether we're willing to forgive yes. the injury. Yeah, I think you make a great point. I, I think you make a great point, and thank you so much for making it on my show, Anonymous. I think he's right on, uh, Mark. I wrote a book called I For Grace You, uh, Doing Good to Those Who've Hurt You. Forgiveness is so important. I, I will say that there's been a number of people who have reached out to me since since yesterday um, from a group from church, a small group collection mm -hmm. from church, and other people that we knew in the ministry that have, have reached out and have just been so loving and supportive. Mm. And that's been really, and, and somebody my wife works with, I mean, these people really reached out and, and told me that they support me and, they, you know, they love me. And, they, mm. and, and that's been very, very, and these are, these are all black people, that, you know, people of color have been reaching out. So. And you have, uh, you, I mean, you called me, your pastor, you've called friends, you've written emails, you've talked to your children. I mean, this comes from a real heart of, of confession and repentance, doesn't it? It does. It does. I, you know, I, I want to apologize for having done that. I want to apologize for anybody I hurt. Um, I just, you know, I was just stupid and didn't know any better, but I want to make that right. And I want, if we can, if we can do something to help other people make it right. right. You know, that's what I'm trying to do. Well, I want you to know, I forgive you. I love you, brother. And this is not supposed thank to be you. a millstone around your neck. You have confessed or repentant. I just thank God you're doing more with it to try to build bridges of reconciliation instead of just kind of running back. And, and sometimes what happens, people just run back and do their life, you know? Right. So, hey, listen, uh, in just a moment, I am going to take a break. Not yet, but let me give you the phone number. It's 888-432-7434. Uh, uh, that's 
three, four, um, now that this has come out, uh, where, where do you think this is going to go from here? I honestly don't know. I mean, this was really a leap of faith for me. I'm not, I don't I have a public pr you know, pr presence on, on the web and so forth much, and, and I just don't really know. I, I hope it starts conversations. Mm -hmm. I think it will start conversations within my family. I know that it's brought me closer to the people that, um, I'm, that I am close with already in our, in our group and in, in the church, and so I, I just hope it can, can help others. Mm. It may even be a witness to the fraternity brothers and their families as a result of you writing that email and apologizing and I'm asking, asking them uh, to take it down. On the other side of the break, I'd love to hear if, um, you know, if others who may be white have re returned fire or had conversations because of the way you're responding. Yep. Friends, you're uh, listening to, you're tuned in to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Book of Life Christian Academy would like to welcome you to their school year open houses offered every second Thursday from October to April. Book of Life Christian Academy offers a full day for ages 2 to 4 and kindergarten through 5th grade for school-age children. Your child will enjoy small classroom sizes. That allows teachers to pay close attention to your child's specific needs. Most of the teachers have been part of the school community for more than 8 years. Book of Life also offers classes in Spanish, physical education, music, and fine arts available to all grade levels. Your child can also enjoy participating in an advanced reading and phonics program, character training, and community service programs. Need to drop off your child before regular school hours? No problem. Book of Life Christian Academy offers before and after care, too. Call 410-263-2600 to attend one of their open houses. That's 410-263-2600. Call now to attend their open house. That's 410-263-2600 for Book of Life Christian Academy. Hi, this is Pastor Dennis Williams from WAVA. Moving your family is stressful. Chuck and Olga of Long & Foster understand that. Here's how they help. A free moving truck, free maintenance contract for your AC, furnace, and water heater. And if your house won't sell, they'll buy it. Call Chuck and Olga Realtors for a stress-free move. Call 703-898-8930. That's 703-898-8930. 703-898-8930. Conditions apply. Hi, I'm Chuck, founder of A-Action Home Services. We're family-owned and operated since 1976. We specialize in plumbing, electrical, and heating. When I started A-Action, my goal was to build a business with lifelong customers. How did I do this? By respecting our customers' time and great customer service. So call us today, and you too can say, problem solved. 703-922-1900. AactionHomeServices.com. News. What happened? You used to go hours without visiting the bathroom. Now it seems like you're constantly getting up to go, and you're even getting up at night to go. This is not okay. Listen, the makers of Super Beta Prostate, the number one prostate formula, are introducing a new wonder pill, Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced, with three key ingredients that are great for your prostate. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. To celebrate, we're sending free bottles to men who want to cut down on bathroom trips. Yes, your first 30-day supply is free. 
pay shipping and handling. Call 1-800-257-5387. Early research suggests that an ingredient in P3 Advanced may help support a normal prostate size. Combine that with a reduction in bathroom trips, and you have a formula you'd be crazy not to try. Get P3 Advanced free. Call 1-800-257-5387. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? Thanks for joining me. It's Tough Topic Tuesday, and we're talking about what's wrong with blackface. If you're just joining us, a white man in blackface, how do we heal racial pain together through confession? My special guest, Mr. Mark Thistle, he's a ministry volunteer here at my church in Columbia, Maryland, and and in Owens Mills, Reisterstown, Maryland, uh, Bridgeway Community Church. And uh, we've been talking about blackface. If you don't know anything about it, this is good for you uh, so far as a history lesson because you may be wondering, what's the big deal? Okay, it hurts black folk or something. I, I know that. It's not politically correct. I know that. But come on, what's the big deal? Well, uh, historically, understand these were called minstrel shows or like dramas, if you will, on stage. And they would perform back in the 1800s in blackface, white performers black in their face with a used burnt cork or shoe polish and, and tattered clothing imitating, uh, mocking, and mimicking uh, enslaved Africans on southern plantations or from southern plantations. And they would characterize the blacks, of course, as lazy and ignorant and superstitious, hypersexual, or prone to thievery or cowardice. And in fact, uh, Thomas Dartmouth Rice, known as the father of minstrelsy, uh, that did all this blackface and one of the stars of it, developed the first uh, popular known blackface character. His name was Jim Crow. And so that's where you get the whole idea of Jim Crowism. It actually comes from blackface. And back in uh, 1845, the popularity of these minstrel shows spawned entertainment um, through songs and sheet music and makeup and costumes and ready uh, set stereotypes were put on the stage and on the screen. Now, just think about this. As a kid watching TV, whenever you grew up, even if it was in the last 20 years, what impact have the arts had on you? Television, movies, stage performance, music, uh, makeup, costumes. Think about the impact that's had on you, whatever your whatever your generation is. So now imagine generation after generations from the 1800s all the way up through the civil civil rights movement and, and beyond. Imagine then uh, just growing up watching uh, the caricatures of blacks being portrayed uh, in the ways that I had mentioned as lazy and, and hypersexual and ignorant. Imagine what that does to your psyche without you even knowing that it's being put into your psyche. Okay. And so then imagine if you happen to be a black child and that's how you're portrayed. So then you watch it. What does that do to your, your psyche? Right. And so for the Asians and Hispanics and the whites that are watching it, it does something, but then what about to the the little black boy, the little black girl who are watching as well? So that that's the history of it. Wanted you to uh, sort of be aware of it, um, you know, Mark. So you, uh, for those that don't know, were in blackface back when you were 19 as a college student. Didn't realize you were hurting people. Grew up in a racist family, but it was just sort of a a non-issue for you. And then just most recently, what happened? Well, I mean, 
I sent these emails out yesterday to, to a number of people, and, and uh, there was a person that sent me an email back, and this person is a person who's close to me, and it's a white person, and mm-hmm. was very supportive, uh, but then also said, but, you know, I, I don't really think you should have to apologize. You have nothing to apologize for. You mm-hmm. didn't mean it in a, in a hurtful way. Mm-hmm. You weren't trying to make fun of anybody. You weren't trying to, you know, be, be outwardly racist. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, we all get dressed up on Halloween. Everybody puts on a costume to look mm-hmm. like somebody else. Right. And it, it just, and that's, you know, this whole thing about white privilege, you shouldn't have to apologize for that. And right. I, and I just kind of felt, I, I, I was a little bit taken aback, but I, I understand where that's coming from. I understand mm-hmm. where I was with that before. I think mm-hmm. for me, it's just um, having the personal relationships with people of, of different colors, people don't look like me, that, and I can, really understand what it's like for their daily lives and it's not the same as what i am used to hmm. what have you found out is the difference of uh, maybe raising your kids or the difference between being a white male uh, man you know and uh you know now you have a uh, you know a son-in-law who's african-american can you see some of the differences or oh, he's actually nigerian uh black in fact so he even adds that part of the culture to right. it yeah, I mean, there's there's big differences. I mean, uh, just having the, the discussion about um, going out in a hoodie, going to the mall in a hoodie. I mean, mm-hmm. I never my, I never worried about what my kids had to wear, wear when they were mm-hmm. went out. I never, you know, we had to talk about getting stopped by police, but it wasn't a matter of life and death. It was just, you know, be polite and, we'll be, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. There was never really a worry about that. It's n- I never had to worry about getting followed in a store or having my kids followed in a store because mm-hmm. of the color of their skin. And these are things that when... You know, when talking to the our my f- our friends now, or people of color, mm. they're facing this thing, these things every day, and they're facing these things with their children. Even even the name they choose for their children, mm. they wanted to make sure it wasn't a name that sounded black because they felt that that was going to give give problems. <laughs> and, and don't name him Leroy; I, he may not get a job. You know, it's just something that I never, my wife and I never. Yeah. You know, we didn't we didn't want to name these because we made fun of, but right. we never had a consideration. Like never that. had to think about it like that. Whereas most people, when they're thinking about the name of their kid. Maybe thinking because of uh, other family members, or because it sounds nice, or because it's right. biblical—all the positive reasons why we want to choose a name—but never probably thinking of why you shouldn't choose a certain name right. because it could impact the, the, the life of the right. chi- child. Yep. Of course, if in, unless it's some nickname they might get as a result of it, right? So, okay, well, listen. When we uh, get back, we're going to talk to Patricia, who's on the line, and I want to talk to you. I've got a couple of open lines, so if you want to grab one, now's the time to get in where you fit in. What's wrong with blackface? And by the way, can we heal the racial divide through personal confession, forgiveness, conversation, and friendship? That's what's happening here at Bridgeway. When you do life together, uh, then you hurt together and you celebrate together. We'll be right back. How do we integrate what we're learning from the scientific community with what we see happening in our faith? I see a safe place for people who previously maybe didn't feel safe. We need to have honest, intellectual, and transparent conversations and engagement with the scientific findings. I invite you to join BioLogos for our conference in Baltimore on March 27 through 29, Beyond Conflict, Science, Faith, and the Big Questions. You'll hear from top speakers like Francis Collins, John Ortberg, Jennifer Wiseman, Jonathan Merritt, Houston Gonzalez, and many more as we explore the harmony between modern science and biblical faith. For more information and a special discount for listeners, text the word CONFERENCE to 474747. Again, text CONFERENCE to 474747. 
See you there. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Diluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor-church relations, administration and organizational issues, real estate issues, church liability, and risk management. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems, as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. What's wrong with blackface? That's what we're talking about today. Nothing's wrong with my blackface. Look at that on Facebook Live. That's right. And I got my main man, uh, Mr. Mark Thistle. He's hanging with me today. White guy, uh, ministry volunteer at the church. And he uh, gave me a call yesterday. We talked about something that came out of his past, and that is he was in blackface back when he was 19 as a college student. And it horrified him when he saw his own picture. And uh, what did that feel like when you saw it? Because you didn't, you didn't remember until it was in front of you. Yeah, I, it made my stomach sick. I just, I just heart to sink. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I just, I was just staring at this email mm. for a few minutes, and I, I, I just, I mean, I knew immediately I needed to write an email back and, and sort mm. of send this big apology to everybody. Mm, part of it was you didn't want more people hurt. I didn't want more people hurt. I mean, I, I did it. I own up to it, and, um, but I, I certainly didn't want to hurt others around me and people that I'd become friends with and my family and mm. so forth. And so I. I did ask for the picture to be destroyed. I haven't seen any uh, more of them to pop up, but mm. I, it's, it's, I'm not trying to avoid having it pop up. Yeah. Not, that's not try, what I'm trying to do here. Crisis management. It's much more, and, and again, you, you didn't want to come on the show. I asked you uh, if you would because I think it would help so many other people uh, not only to hear your story, uh, but to realize that there is a way through this. Instead of just castigating people, there is a way through it, and this is about reconciliation. It's about healing, and when we come together, work together, worship together, and talk about the things that hurt each other, our histories together, that's what melds us together as believers in Christ who come under the blood of Christ. So I appreciate you having the courage uh, to come on the show today, uh, Mark Thistle. Let's go to Washington, D.C. and talk to Patricia, uh, who's on the line. Hi, Patricia. Welcome to the show. How are you? 
I'm good. Thanks for having me, Dr. Anderson, and thank you for such a tough topic. Uh-huh. You're so welcome. What are you thinking today, Miss Patricia? Well, I'm just calling in to, um, you know, say that, you know, let who has the first, who has the sin cast the stone, or who goes mm-hmm. without sin cast the first stone. I mean, everyone has fallen short. I mean, I applaud your guests for, you know, allowing God to touch his heart and mm-hmm. turn his heart towards, you know, what is right, because, mm. I mean, we should have unity, and, yeah. you know, just because we're all different colors on the outside, you know, we're all still created by the same God, yes. and, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, yeah. and his candor, and even going so far as to talk about how it was in his home when he was growing up, you mm. know, that means a lot, and um, I think that's a great step forward. And the best that mm. I think any of us can do is recognize the error in our own ways yeah. and then, you know, make right to the best of our ability because none of us are perfect. None of us yeah. live 100% right. And, yes, we all have had dumb times in our life, male and female alike. Right. So, you know, I, I just, you know, applaud his move. And, you know, I, I hope that, you know, as time goes on, we could heal the sure. racial divide. I don't think it's going to happen. Sure. But hey, but tri- Patricia, so what I want you to do is I want you to speak directly to Mark and tell him something. Then I'm going to ask him to speak directly back to you, okay? Go for it. Hi, Mark. I just want to say thank you for stepping forward, for acknowledging your past in such a very uh, vivid way for me. And, um you know, for allowing God to to move on your heart, for your heart being soft enough to be molded and melded towards knowing and feeling and sensing another person's hurt uh, Mm. from your actions. We all should have that. Mm. And, um, you know, just thank you so very much. I pray that, you know, one by one, each each of us can come, you know, into the the shoes that you're in now. Mm. Just giving acknowledgement, you know, and thanking God for the courage and the heart, you know, to move forward and trying to make it right. Mm. Well, Mark, what do you think? No, I just thank you for that. I, I, I'm not a real public person, and this has been a little bit of a stretch for me, uh, but I really do appreciate your kind words and your, and your love and support on this. And I, and I have found that from a lot of people, and it's just been, it's been a little overwhelming to hear uh, the support I've been getting for that. So thank mm. you. Thanks for calling, right. Patricia. I appreciate so, you, sister. You're welcome. Thank you, Dr. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Have a great day. Thank you, you got sir. It. Now, we have another Patricia on the line from Oxon Hill, Maryland, so let's go there. Hi, Patricia. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you, Dr. Anderson? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. What are you thinking? Okay, great. I I just want, my heart is so full. Hmm. I just want to say to Mark, you're an awesome Christian. You really are. Um, I had to call. I never called. Hmm. I'm 74. Wow. I've lived through a lot. Uh, I grew up in a very, very racist town, really, really bad. I did a lot of things to white people. Mm. I, you know, God's forgiven me, and He's truly, truly forgiven Mark. Mark, you are, you are, you are a true, true Christian. Mm. And I think I, I just love you. That's all I wanted to say. Mark, I'm you're, uh, you're emotionally touched you. right now, Mark. I am. Thank you. I, yeah. I don't really know what to say to that, but thank you. I, you know, God works yeah. in all of us. Thank you. Well, Patricia, yeah. 74 years old, yeah. and uh, the grace mm-hmm. of God in your heart has come through the microphones because yeah. we feel your emotion. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
how do you how do you respond to that? I mean, is this what Christianity is supposed to be about in reconciliation? Uh, I think so. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amber's on the line. Not my Amber, but another one. I, at least I don't think so. Is this my wife Amber or another Amber? <coughs> uh, no, it isn't. Oh, can I ask, is it okay if I'm on speakerphone? It is okay, uh, Amber. <laughs> What's your comment or question? <laughs> No problem. Just um, speak up a little louder and tell us what you're thinking. We got about a minute left. About a minute left. Well, great. So honestly, I'll I'll, I'll run through it. Um, honestly, I think that unfortunately, the current issue with blackface is one of the many outward symptoms of just this inner cancer that is um, yeah. one of the things that the world order is mm. built upon. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest. That's the white supremacy. Right. And that there's a huge difference between confession, like just using our words, yeah. and actually acting it out, a true mm. reconciliation. Mm. Um, so what I have been disappointed by is that I have not found many churches that invite people to truly do the hard work of introspection, to mm. truly just lay their hearts before Christ, to say like, okay, even if it's not just this one thing that I've been guilty of, how is it that this poisonous, like, toxic mentality has, like, affected my day-to-day life? Right. You know, who mm-hmm. I'll allow my son to daughter, sorry, my son to marry or my daughter to date mm-hmm. or admission policies at different colleges or how our legal and educational systems are structured, um, gerrymandering, yeah. like, just, just, just such a, a, a long list. These are systems. Um, and unless, yeah, in our system, mm-hmm. it's a system and not an individual error. Yeah, yeah. And until we get to the point we acknowledge that this is a system issue, we're just going to be constantly yeah. talking about these various symptoms, you know? Yeah. Um, no, you make a good really, point. We're just still worshiping at the, the, the altar of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not to say that that is something unique to white culture. Sure. It's just, unfortunately, what the common... Uh, theme of our day. Right. Thank you, um, Amber. And, and you, uh, yeah. I appreciate you. You said it, you, you said much it much very much clearly, much. absolutely, and convincingly. And that is an issue, isn't it, Mark? It's not just individual, but it's institutional. It's it's systemic, mm-hmm. and and it, it, that really has an effect on people, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, we see that in a lot of different aspects of you know the judge, the judicial system, and the police, and I mean every. You know, even just commercials going out in the stores and so forth. I mean, it's just that the system is kind of built to, you know, make people like myself look feel comfortable. So, how does being a part of a multicultural church help you in this? It, it's just opened my eyes. I mean, we we really try very hard now to to walk in somebody else's shoes mm. and to understand what it's like and to try to reach out to other people and do things like this, which I never would have done. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm glad you had the courage to do it. I appreciate it. Uh, and I know my listeners do as well. You can already tell by their phone calls. Listen, when we get back, we're going to land this plane. So don't you go anywhere.
Who else wants to discover how to invest in cash-flowing apartments without dealing with a single tenant? Join us for a fast start, two-hour free training event and discover a proven system created by a landscaper who went from mowing lawns to controlling over 8,000 units. You'll discover how to safely invest in apartments using little or none of your own money, how to create a monthly passive income stream that'll allow you to retire in as little as three to five years. RE Mentor, the experts in apartment investing education for over 15 years, will be in the DMV area sharing this unique system. Be one of the first 30 callers now to get your seat at this class free. Call 800-409-9872. Investing in apartments requires little money down and low risk if trained properly. Learn the secrets from the experts at RE Mentor in just two hours. Call 800-409-9872 and be one of the first 30 callers at 800-409-9872. You have nothing to lose and a legacy to gain. So call 800-409-9872. Were you promised your home would sell? It didn't, and your agent disappeared? You're not alone. 42% of houses currently on the market will not sell. I'm Christy Moore, founder of Local Expert Realty. We just helped seven home sellers in the Metro D.C. area sell their house, even when it didn't sell the first time. Call now at 866-404-5858. I will sell your house in 58 days, or I'll buy it. Call now at 866 404 5858. Certain conditions or exceptions may apply. We've helped over 100 listeners sell their house for top dollar. Listen to what they have to say. Working with Christy and her staff, I found them to be very responsive, very personable. We listed the house, I think the first week in February, and by about the 18th, I had a call that there was an offer. If you want to sell your house, call now at 866-404-5858. I will sell your house in 58 days or I'll buy it. Call now at 866-404-5858. The Bible. For years you've been reading it. Now you can experience it at Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. Inside this 430,000 square foot museum, you will find over 1,200 biblical artifacts, high-tech attractions, and interactive exhibits that will engage the entire family and bring the Bible to life in a whole new way. Plan your visit today at museumofthebible.org and experience it for yourself. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Get a head start on your career while earning money to pay for college. Log on to NationalGuard.com to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the D.C. Army National Guard. Aired by the Maryland, D.C. Delaware Broadcasters Association at this station. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit Andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's Andersonspeaks.com. 
And thank you so much for your support. I hope this show blesses you as much as it blesses us. You can always go to Embrace Gracism and leave a donation there if you feel so inclined. We also want to thank Best Buy Waterproofing because they always give a donation back uh, to the radio show whenever they do business with one of my listeners. So if you need waterproofing, get that mold, mildew, or those cracks out of the basement walls or that standing water. Let them do it for you. At least have them come out, come out and give you a free uh, water inspection, okay? But when you do it, make sure you tell them Dr. Anderson sent you. Here is their number, 844-980-3707. That's bestbuywaterproofing.com. Well, Mark Thistle's been my guest. He's a ministry volunteer here at Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland, and in Owings Mills, Reisterstown, Maryland. He is a white man in his 50s, and he uh, uh, realized or remembered or reflected on when he saw a picture that he was in blackface when he was 19 years old. Let that be a lesson for all of us that, uh, especially in the days of social media, once you put it out there, it's out there. So here it comes back all these years later, and you are now a reconciled, diverse uh, leader, and this hits you. In the last minute or so, Mark, as this has come into your world and as you have been uh, not only confessing it, but really trying to uh, do more than that. Let's uh, let's just say, look, I don't want people to be hurt, and this is a part of the story uh, that I want to be able to tell when your pastor asked you if you'd be willing to even come on the radio. In the last minute or so, what are some of your final reflections or last words before we pray out? Well, I think one of the things is looking back at the time, and, and I, I think a lot of people want to excuse it as just, um, you know, being stupid or being being a kid. We all do stupid stuff, and I think there's I think there's that's not that's not an accurate por- portrayal of it. I think you know putting blackface on was definitely a hurtful thing, even though I didn't intend it that way, it was. And so it's not okay. It's not okay to just say that's you know it's just something the kids do. Mm. And I think we need we need to talk about it. And I think that kind of if we can talk about it and we can reach out to people that don't look like us and try to and have a conversation and it, and it you know it needs to be a lot of grace mm-hmm. on both sides for that to All happen right. yeah well thank you so much for uh having the courage to be here today i appreciate it brother love you forgive you, you and i'm glad we're doing life together after 13 years at yep. bridgeway thanks for your uh service in our bridge kids ministry as oh, well thank you those kids are such blessed children to be interacting with you uh, let's pray together heavenly father we do thank you that you Uh, love all of our faces, all of our souls, all of our bodies, Lord, and you call us together under the cross, and we just thank you for saving us and breaking down the dividing wall between people because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's in your name we pray. Amen and amen. to love